everyone. Um, so we know that you may be missing your weekly fix of What's the Crime. So we are going to throw in a little bonus episode sort of in between before we start our next series just to give you a little bit of a What's the Crime fix. And also another exciting element is this time my sister Gemma is going to be telling the story. So she has researched this episode. And <laughs> I don't know if that's too exciting, but <laughs> it is exciting. <laughs> so I'm going to just sit back and relax this one and listen to the story. So away you go. Yeah, okay. So this is my time to shine. <laughs> no, so this episode is actually so shocking. Um, I've been wanting to do it for a while. It didn't happen that long ago. It was actually in 2017 and it's quite close to home. It was in London. So 20-year-old Sophie Linnae was from a rural area in France, uh, 100 kilometres from northeast Paris. She lived in a small community and she lived quite a sheltered life. Um, She was described as a quiet girl but always had a smile on her face, was always nice to everyone and just genuinely a really nice, loving, good girl. She grew up in the French countryside. Her parents separated when she was just four years old. However, she had a great childhood and was very close to both parents. So in July 2016, a friend of Sophie's actually showed her an ad for an au pair or a nanny for a French couple living in London needed an au pair to their boys. So this seemed like a great opportunity for Sophie. She loved children. She actually studied childcare at school but had trouble finding a job. So when this came up in London, she thought she just couldn't say no. Um, Working as a nanny in London seemed to be like a dream come true. It would allow her to travel to another country, to learn another language, create new experiences. It would be like really exciting. Yeah, I know. And I mean, like, well, we did it. Like, I worked as a nanny loads in America loads of times. And And it was great. It was. Yeah, and it's an opportunity to go somewhere new and like live a different life and see. Yeah see parts of the world whilst also earning money Money, so she thought this is absolutely great um what's even more um is that the people she would be working for were this like glamorous wealthy couple living in this nice house in Wimbledon it's like an upscale part of London really like you know affluent part of London yeah so coming from a small country town in France Sophie couldn't wait to start this new chapter um her mother actually said that Sophie said her boss could might introduce her to celebrities so they were like what semi-famous well the couple in question were Sabrina Quidere and her partner Wiesem Maduni now I hope I'm pronouncing those names right so they were like seemed like this loving family. They had this nine hundred thousand pound home in this upmarket, like I said, suburb of Wimbledon. Um, Weesum was a forty year old successful banker. He was described by a friend as a proper gentleman, always dressed smart, very social, like talking, like choking, but quite chilled, um, good company. Another friend who is actually the chief editor of the magazine Icon and like a photographer to these A-list celebrities, Joe Alvarez, I think that's how you pronounce his name. So he said that Quism was always exceedingly kind, always had a smile and just just a lovely, all-round lovely guy. Um, Sabrina, who was 34 at the time, is described by everyone as this incredibly beautiful very glamorous girl with this strong personality. Now, I have seen pictures of her. If you want to look her up, she is gorgeous. Okay. Um, she's described as a charmer, left her mark wherever she goes. This what was her really, surname? Uh, 
Kudair. Okay. You looking her up? Oh my God, she's gorgeous. Yeah, gorgeous. She's so glam. Yeah, yeah. So she was described as a charmer, good company, loved the like party lifestyle. She was a stylist and a makeup artist, spent her time running in the trendy circles of London. I don't know why I said trendy because it makes me sound like ancient. (laughs) (laughs) She's so trendy in these trendy circles. So Joe actually said that Sabrina had one goal in mind and that was to be a jet setter like she wanted to be a star and he actually said that um people often compared her to kim kardashian um she lost a lot like i can see the resemblance well he said that like on when they would go out um people would be stopping her like asking her for could they take a selfie with her could they take a picture they thought she was kim k and she loved it now i have seen her and she is absolutely gorgeous but i'm sorry she's no kim there's only <laughs> one kim k i <laughs> wouldn't no, mistake her for kim nobody k. mistaked her like they might have similar anyway beside the point <laughs> um so as you can see this all would have sounded so exciting for sophie so off she goes packs her case arrives in London, is super excited to start this dream job and just to see what adventures London might hold for her. Um, and that's what she did. She starts working. She gets on great with the children. She talks to her mom, tells her everything's going well. She was posting pictures and videos on Facebook and she actually seemed to look up to her new boss, which is also not out of the ordinary. I mean, yeah. she's this young girl. Sabrina's this older gorgeous successful glamorous woman yep so her seems to have it all together exactly so her friend recalls how sabrina gave her this glamorous makeover and sophie posted the pictures on facebook and it just all seemed to be going really Mm -hmm. well she was in contact with her mom and dad through facebook more so i think because her phone um couldn't make international calls okay so Everything seemed to be going good. Mm -hmm. So on Wednesday, the 20th of September, 2017, so this is 14 months after Sophie arrived in London, it was a sunny afternoon in Wimbledon and around 3 p.m. a resident in the area rang the fire brigade as there was a large cloud of smoke coming from the back garden of their neighbour's house and she was quite worried about her neighbours. So the neighbours in question were... Wazim, Maduni and Sabrina. Okay. So when firefighters arrive at the house, they knock on the door, the front door, a man, Wazim, answers and he's like pure chill, like, oh, there's nothing to worry about here. I'm just having a barbecue. So the firefighters are like, okay, well, we have to go and check it out. We got the call. So they go out to the back garden and sure enough, there's this barbecue with like this chicken cooking nicely on it. However, next to the barbecue is this blazing fire with this quite strong smell. So the firefighters are like, okay, like, can you explain what's going on here? And Wazim responds, oh, I'm just uh, cooking a lamb. On this fire? Yeah, just a lamb. So instantly the firefighters are suspicious, obviously. Uh, They go and inspect the fire and as they move closer, first they see a few fingers and then a nose. In the fire? Yeah. So immediately they alert the police. They're like, what the hell is going on here? They're in this like well-to-do area in Wimbledon and here's this man just casually burning a body in his backyard. So chill. He's like, yeah, I'm just having a burger. Yeah. 
So the police come right away and Wisdom is arrested for murder. So now the police have to figure out who this body belongs to, who is his deceased body burning on the fire. And straight away, Wisdom just isn't cooperating at all with the police. When they ask him about the body, he just keeps in saying that, or saying that it is, in fact, a lamb. They're like, it's clearly not a lamb. It's clearly not a lamb. But that's it. Then he says, no more, just remain silent. So now investigators need to track down his partner, Sabrina, and they've learned from neighbours at this stage that they also have an au pair. So they're like, where are they? They have Mm -hmm. an au pair living with them? Yeah, it could be one of them. They track down Sabrina and she is stunned. She is like, what the hell is going on here? Oh my God, like your husband? You'd be like, what? And she told officers that when she left the house a few hours prior that everything was normal she went to the park with her children she wasn't aware of any barbecue or any fire so the police are like okay well if you were at the park with the children then where is your nanny yeah like she would have been there too yeah and sabrina informs them that sophie had actually resigned that she left to go back to france two days ago she's no longer here okay that's suspicious yeah So while she's talking to officers, firefighters managed to extract a pair of glasses and a bracelet and some clothes from the fire. So the police go around to neighbours, neighbouring shops, um, to ask anyone if they might recognise the items, because it is a quite close-knit community, Mm -hmm. or if any of them might seem familiar to them. Um, Some neighbours are like, yep, I'm nearly sure those glasses belong to uh, their au pair. Um, she wore glasses like that, whilst all their neighbours also identified the bracelet as belonging oh. to the au pair. So the burned body is extracted from the fire and it's identified as Sophie Linné. Oh. Yeah. Um, so now the police are starting to realise that Sophie did not actually leave like Sabrina had told them, but it was in fact her body that Weesom was oh burning in the garden. Yeah, so she would have been 21 at the time. She was 20 when she left to go work in London. So Sophie's family are tracked down and contacted in France. And her parents, Catherine and Patrick, like obviously they're just completely oh shattered by the news. That is awful. They, they would be devastated. Yeah, they're, and they're shocked. They can't comprehend like how or why or what what, what's going on. So an autopsy on her body revealed the extent of the absolute savagery that she experienced. Oh, a, forensic, a forensic doctor noted that she was already dead before being burned. There were multiple fractures to her jaw, her legs, her sternum was broken and she had multiple broken ribs. She was savagely oh. beaten to death. Oh my God. But now the question is why? I mean, Why? Like, what, what is going on here? This is so strange. So immediately, the case makes headlines all across the UK and France. And now the police are demanding answers from both Sabrina and Wisdom. They know Sabrina lied when she told them that Sophie had quit. But unless she thought Sophie yeah. had quit and then didn't know right. what he had done. Okay, yeah, true. So Wisdom remains silent, but Sabrina is more talkative. She denies any participation in the crime and maintains that it was her husband, um, or maintains that it had to have been her husband because she mm-hmm. wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Um, when talking about Sophie, Sabrina describes her as lazy, saying that she was a princess, did nothing around the house, 
um, she constantly had to criticize her when she spoke of her. So this is a quote from Sabrina talking about Sophie. Uh, most of the time she was on the phone, sitting on the couch. She was waiting for us to serve her. It was as if we were working for her and not her for us. Um, She also said that she drank a lot, uh, she was a thief, and she actually accused her of stealing some of her jewellery. So she then goes on to say that Sophie betrayed her and that she suspects the nanny was having an affair. Okay. Okay. Why why did you know it was going to be an affair? Having an affair with Wisdom? No. She suspects the nanny was having an affair with her ex- a certain Mark Walton. Sabrina's ex? Yes. Have you ever heard of Mark Walton? N- no. Was he famous? Did I know him? Okay, so this is when things start to get even more strange. So Mark Walton is the founder of the boy band Boyzone. Oh my God. Yeah, okay. I actually think he might have been a member. Start, can you name? Anyway, do okay. you remember that? No. So he is this... He's a pretty successful music producer. He has worked with the likes of Jennifer Lopez and Lady Gaga. And he actually dated Sabrina and is the biological father to her youngest son. Okay. So Sabrina claims that she found Mark and Sophie in houses and hotel rooms together. Okay. Then she claims that Sophie would give her youngest child to Mark and that she would bring the child to Mark's house so he could commit sexual assaults on the child. Oh, God. Okay, so this is just... What? So, Sabrina told police that when Sophie admitted this to her and Wisdom, that Wisdom lost it. That he was so angry, he hit her, causing her to fall and die. Okay, but she was savagely beat. Yeah, okay, so she said that it was an accident, that he panicked, and then he burned her body, and that this was all done to protect her and her children, and that she wasn't there, um, she wasn't in the room when it happened, that she was actually in her bed sleeping. Okay. So the police talked to Wisdom Maduni, and he does confirm this story. And Sabrina then brings the investigators a handwritten confession from Sophie where she admits to these crimes. So I'm just going to... Well, why, re- would she, why would she do that? Well, I'm just going to read you out the actual confession that she brought to the okay. police. So Mark Walton asked me to come and see him. He started to touch my breasts and he kissed me on the neck. Mark offered me some money and he asked me to come back with Sabrina's youngest child. So investigators do confirm that this is, in fact, Sophie's writing. Right, okay. However, they're extremely wary of all this story. It's just so strange. So nobody that knows Sophie believes this. Everyone that knew her are like, this is absolutely ridiculous. She wouldn't hurt a fly. Like, there is no way that this is even slightly true. And where is this 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 ex? Where is this Mark Walton? And also... Was that child not his? Did you not say he was a Yes, so her youngest child was actually his. Okay, so when the investigators questioned the couple's friends in London, they all dispute Sabrina's claims against Sophie. You know, the way she said that she was lazy. Um, They all said Sophie was far from lazy, that she actually had the mother's role. And if one of the kids started crying, it was Sophie who comforted them and not Sabrina. Um, one of Sabrina's neighbours, Arnie, actually said that Sof- she thought Sophie was being used, um, that she was working over hours, making food, cleaning, had no days off. Oh my God. And investigators 
go on to learn that Sabrina told Sophie's mother that she had an English bank account where she would be paid, but they never actually found located this account. So, so she wasn't even getting paid. She was never paid. So basically, she was working for. She was just. A she was a slave, slave labor. Yeah, yeah. So restaurant owner and close friend to the couple, um, Michael, told investigators that Sophie came to him five months prior to her death. Uh, she told him that Sabrina had beat her, saying that she, he, when he asked, okay, why did she beat you or what? She said, oh, I dropped the butter when I was cleaning up and Sabrina actually punished her for it. So he believed that this was obviously a cry for help from Sophie. So he did try to help her. He told her he would find her a place to stay and work. But after that, he just never saw her again. Oh, God. So Arnie, the neighbour said that she worried that Sabrina controlled Sophie, like she wouldn't let her out, etc, etc. But after 14 months away, Sophie's mother sensed that uh, Sophie was ready to come back. Back to uh, France. Yeah, she sensed something was bothering Sophie. Now, Sophie didn't actually say to her mother straight out what had been going on. She just sensed something was bothering her. As mothers do. As, yes, and... She, but Sophie's mother actually talked to Sabrina on the phone and Sabrina was like, everything's fine. You know, I look at Sophie as, as a sister of mine. Um, but her mother actually did send her a plane ticket to come back. So she was due to return to France. Okay. Okay, so while the police are, are questioning the neighbours, they also track down Mark Walton and interview him. So... This is Mark Walton, yes, the prime member of yeah. Boyzone. She accused Evan Fair. So Mark is completely shocked by the allegations against him and obviously sickened. Um, he is actually more than forthcoming in helping the police in any way that he can with the investigation. Straight away, he hands over his passport, his phones. He gives them all passwords to all social media accounts. Um, he told the police he'd never even heard of or met Sophie. Um, and he... He wasn't even in the country at the time of this alleged affair. He was living in LA for over a year. Oh my God. So so there's no affair. There's no question about it. So that was just all made up. All made up by Sabrina. So like I said, Mark was totally shocked and sickened to his stomach by all of these allegations. However, he told police and interviewers at the time that he wasn't surprised. Um, I actually watched an interview of him on Good Morning Britain. I think it was that okay. one of those shows. And he tells them that he met Sabrina in Notting Hill. And at the start, he fell in love with her. It was like a normal relationship. She was beautiful. She had this strong, passionate personality. However, he soon started to notice that she had another side to her. Um, he describes her as being paranoid and emotionally disturbed. And after two years of a turbulent relationship, they broke up. But Sabrina could not accept this at all. And like I said at the start, Sabrina wanted to, her friend said she wanted to be this jet setter and live this, you high know, life. yeah, live the high life. And Mark obviously provided her with, with that, that lifestyle you know, he that was, she, he lived that type of lifestyle yeah. that she craved. So she couldn't accept this at all. And she started to harass him. She became obsessed and she started accusing him of all kinds of stuff. So he actually cut off his monitor and this made her even more furious. So like child support or whatever that was. Yeah, I'm presuming that that's what it mm -hmm. is. Also, it's just good to note that Sabrina and Wiesem actually were going out for a few years. Then they broke up. She got with Mark. And then oh, after okay. her and Mark broke up, she, she got, got back. back with, yeah. Okay. 
Um, so police confiscated Sabrina and Wisdom's phone. And honestly, the things they found on their phones are just sickening and shocking. So oh. they found recordings and videos on both phones of them interrogating Sophie for hours on end. They what? found, yeah, hour long interrogations they conducted with Sophie in which they forced her to confess to having an affair with Mark. So, in one of the recordings, so this is Sabrina speaking to Sophie. You made a huge mistake, Sophie. You delivered a four-year-old child into the hands of a paedophile. Mark paid you, Sophie. I have evidence. You cannot go home without telling us everything. Oh my God, Mm -hmm. they're crazy. So, to which Sophie replies, "I I don't remember having gone to someone's house with the little one. You can, and you can see on the video that Sophie is totally shocked by these allegations but they go on and on admit it admit it they just they don't let it lie in another video um sabrina challenges sophie to reveal the house where she has been like sleeping with mark mark not even in the country all this time so she shouts in this video i'm just gonna say what she said open your fucking mouth where is the house you don't say it because you don't want to say it do you want to go to prison and she goes on to say, be ready. It is either 40 years in prison or you leave. It is up to you. You have the choice. Think carefully about 40 years in prison. Close your eyes for one minute, okay? And imagine yourself every day in a cage like an animal with other people inside. That's not a laughing matter with paedophiles. Oh my God, these people are crazy. So they're threatening her. She And she also said to Sophie, you know, I know influential people, so... If you leave, I can get you arrested for these crimes oh, you've committed. Girl. Oh my god! Yeah, and like they're they're trying to gather evidence so that they can have it on their phone. Exactly. Okay, so you said that she, you know, had phone calls with her mom. Why didn't she tell her what was going on? Like, yeah. So that's I actually was when I first started reading up about this. That's what I asked too. But um, investigators believe that she didn't. She couldn't make international calls. So. Either she had to use Sabrina's phone and Sabrina would be in the room with her or if she so was she using her own phone, Sabrina would always be in the room. Um, so she couldn't say anything. And also, I think she was frightened because Sabrina threatened her all the time. It was like emotional abuse as well as, as, well physical. as physical. It was mental abuse. So police were to learn that Sophie was being held prisoner for two months prior to her death. Oh my God. Nobody saw her. She was tortured for more than six weeks, both mentally and physically. And they actually found a picture of Sophie on Madunie's phone, which, which was taken a few days before her death. And this, her parents, Sophie's parents, says this picture will haunt them forever. Mark oh, Walton no. actually said when he saw the picture, he broke down. So it's a picture of Sophie. She was unrecognisable. She was... So thin, she was emaciated. They actually starved her. Oh my god, this is awful. So they believe that Sophie was Sabrina's way of getting her revenge on Mark. If they could get Sophie to confess to these ludicrous allegations, then they could blackmail Mark for money. This is what prosecutors believe. She's she's not, they're both nuts. Nuts. So evil. Yeah. So even after, with all these recordings and all this evidence against Sabrina that paints a totally different picture to the one that she told investigators, Sabrina still maintains that, nope, it was an accident. 
Um, however, the most damning witness statement actually comes from Sabrina's own child. So when police interview her oldest son, the nine-year-old tells police that on the night of the 18th to the 19th of September, he was awakened by loud noises coming from the bathroom. So he went to investigate to see what was going on. He then told police that when he stood outside the bathroom door, he heard from inside the bathroom both Wisdom as well as his mother, Sabrina, and then he heard Sophie crying. He also claims that he heard splashes from behind the door and that water actually started to come out from underneath the door. So they were both They were both there. So the next day when he asked his mother about it and asked where was Sophie because Sophie wasn't there, she told him that Sophie was gone. She said, oh, she's gone and you will never see her again. He also described his mum as being happier that day, relieved and more relaxed. Oh my God. Okay, so it's now clear to investigators that both Sabrina and Wisdom are responsible for her death. Police believe that after weeks of torture and starvation, they brutally beat Sophie. They then plunge her head in and out of the bath water until they get their confession. And obviously Sophie can't take it anymore. She thinks if she confesses, it's going to stop because that's what they keep telling her. So she confesses, hoping that to something that is completely ludicrous that she didn't do, hoping that this torture would stop. But now that they have their confession, they know that they just can't let Sophie go. So they have what they wanted and they've no need for her anymore. Oh, my God. They had to kill her so she wouldn't tell anyone of what the ordeal they put her through. So she had to go undergo a number of beatings. Then they drown her in the bath. First, they put the body in the suitcase and hid it under the children's bed. Under their own children's bed? Yes. Not these people are... Oh my God. And for two days, they went on with their lives as normal. Just without Sophie telling people, telling their friends that she had left and gone back to France. Like... Sabrina is obviously crazy. Yeah. Why did Wisdom just go along with it? Like, what? He's obviously so evil too. So police and investigators on the case believe that Sabrina fed, like that Wisdom was obsessed with Sabrina. And Sabrina kept feeding him these allegations and like, this is what happened. This is what happened. Um, and he, he believed, it. believed it then. Yeah. <sighs> so... On the 20th of September, they decide they will burn her and her belongings. And that's when that neighbour saw the smoke and called the fire brigade. Thank God, because imagine she didn't call the fire brigade. And she was like, oh yeah, she went home. Yeah, she just left. And she she would have just vanished and they yeah. might never find out. So they're both arrested and put on trial for murder and obstruction of a body. And on the 19th of March 2018, which is six months after Sophie's death, at the Old Bailey Criminal Court, the trial commences. So suddenly at the hearing, Wisdom changes his story and pleads not guilty. And he says that it was Sabrina that killed her. So they basically turn on each other at the trial. Okay. So in a further twist, Sabrina, the fashion designer... And can I just say, side note, she's a fashion designer, but she never sold a garment in her life. 
Sabrina. Mm. Anyway, claimed that Maduni had demanded to have sex as Sophie's dead body lay nearby. Oh my god, I'm gonna be sick. Like it's just bizarre. Um, but the son statement actually puts both of them at the murder scene, so they're both. Even if they do turn each turn on each other, they were both there at the murder scene. So more than eight hours of recordings were played to the court in which Sabrina was heard telling Sophie that she knew influential people, she would have her jailed. A video confession was also filmed where an emaciated Sophie was shown admitting oh, that she Sophie. had drugged Maduni um, so that Walton could sexually assault him. Like, like strange things is that like they were drugged in the house and Mark had been in their house. Like Mark not even in the country. No, it's just ludicrous. Um, like Sophie was slapped <gasps> in the recordings. She was called worse than a murderer by her tormentors. It was just unbelievable. Um, they heard that Sabrina was obsessed with her ex, Mark. She reported him to police more than 30 times previously and received a caution for branding him a paedophile on a fake Facebook profile. She was stalking him. Yeah, she. This is so strange too. She also accused him of sexually abusing a cat, like what? What? Using black magic and also hiring a helicopter. And she actually said that him and his friends would drive this or would be in this helicopter, hovering over their house, nah, spying on them. She is. She's de- delirious. What? So this um. Like, their relationship ended four years previous to all this. So She's she, ob- yeah. still obsessed. obsessed. So. And that poor guy as well. Like, oh my God, how much she must have tormented him and yeah. his life and yeah. saying all these allegations. And I know in that him. interview I watched with him, it was so sad because he said, you know, he just, this will stay with him forever, even though he'd never met Sophie. He of just course, so it's just he's so associated yeah. with yeah. it because of yeah. everything that Sabrina said and, and these put him allegations. Through. They're just horrendous, and they're oh my god, she's just so strange as well as evil. Yeah. So the trial also heard from uh, Mark, and he said that during their turbulent relationship, um, Sabrina would go crazy. Um, Quote, she would go from this quiet, softly spoken with a French accent to someone who would flip, uh, who would be very angry and loud. It didn't matter where she would go crazy. Also, during their time together, the court heard that Sabrina hired and fired a number of nannies. So investigators also never found Sophie's passport and the plane ticket that her mother had bought her to return to France and believed the couple may have confiscated them. Oh my God, they were literally holding her hostage. So on Tuesday the 26th of June 2018, so this is three and a half months uh, since the trial had begun, the Old Bailey High Criminal Court makes its verdict. Weesom and Sabrina are both found guilty of killing Sophie. They are both sentenced to life imprisonment with a minimum of 30 years. Then five and a half years were added on that for the destruction of the body. So they were both sentenced to a minimum of 35 and a half years in prison. Her mother heard that, said that she felt great relief upon hearing the sentence. Sophie's mother. Yeah. So nine months after her death, Sophie Lenoy is finally laid to rest in her beloved France. Um... Her mother says it's just heartbroken. She'll never, ever get over what happened to her daughter. Um, 
her dad said the image he will hold on to his child is the last time he saw her before she left for England. Quote, a young, cheerful girl who embraced life with both hands. It's wild sad. It's just so sad because you think so many young people do it. Sophie was this young, beautiful, loving girl who had her whole life ahead of her. So much more life to live. And they so brutally took it all away from her. Okay, guys, we hope that you enjoyed this bonus episode. We are so excited to start series two of What's the Crime, but we just wanted to give you all a wee taste so that you can be ready for season two. And we hope that you enjoyed. Bye. Bye. Bye.